When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Key. Is, is it cold up there, Max? Yeah, it's rainy. It's not it's cold rainy. so much. Rainy. It, was, yeah. it was somewhat decent yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it's 50-something not, today. No, I just see you with a jacket and Jay with a sweater. That's no, I got what a sweater. I was this is a sweater. light sweater, yeah. yeah. It's more oh, okay. Because I had the T-shirt. You know, I got the T-shirt on, so I just. You're in Florida. Jay. Yes. Weedin' boys, holla, holla, holla. (laughs) Put those nasty-ass sandals down. (laughs) Jay, Key told me something that really changed my life a couple weeks ago. Uh Uh-oh. It's a Parcells expression. Parcellian. Key, what was it? You know what I'm talking about? Which one? Good things happen. (laughs) No, nothing good ever happens for that guy. Oh, nothing good ever happens for that guy? Just take a look. Yeah, then the corollary is... You know, something good always happens for that guy. Yes, it's that so is correct. It so perfectly encapsulates this thing where you see a guy, he can ball, he can run, he can jump, he can do whatever, he can catch, he can throw, he can do the things, right? He even You even look at the numbers, it's pretty – but somehow nothing good ever happens for him. In the moment of truth, it, and it's like it feels like it's unlucky, but if you see it for a guy's whole career, at a certain point you're like, well, maybe he, he's contributing to that somehow. And there are guys who are the opposite. Something good always happens for that guy. Always. Like, 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 take for instance Julian Edelman, right? You, you, he's undersized. He's not this. He's not. I mean, he's always balling at the right time when he was playing for the Patriots. So he's always doing something, catching the Super Bowl. Just like something always good happens to him. So this is what I have. I have a question about this now, as it relates to Giannis Antetokounmpo, because Jay, you said on our production call last night that something was at stake in this Nets Bucks game. Uh, that was bigger than just that game, right? And it's a battle going for the crown. It's a battle. Going for the crown. And I want to get to that because Giannis, like, it's, oh, he got a little lucky last year, right? Because everyone was hurt, and it was the Suns who were lucky to get past the Lakers because they were hurt, and the Bucks were lucky to get past because they were hurt. And then Giannis wins a championship. Something good happens for that guy, mm-hmm. right? But then now it continues, and this year he's been playing better than ever, and he's starting to put pelts on the wall, Right. And there goes Embiid. He blocked the shot. He got Embiid's pelt on the wall, right? These are the MVPs of the league. And now it's him against KD. And Jay Willis sitting here going, that's for the crown. Jay, who wears the crown in the NBA right now? Giannis is the best in the world. He is. I, I don't know how you can refute it. I mean, even his last 10 games, dude's averaging 36 and 12. Over, at close to 60% shooting from the field. He ha- even if you want to diminish the championship that he had last year, as people always try to do, 50 points, 16 rebounds in game six where he closes it out. He's been dominant this year once again. His team And they want the number one seed. Like Last night there was footage key mm-hmm. after the game was over because he broke the scoring title for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh-huh. Well, Milwaukee Bucks all-time Bucks history, score, yeah. right? M- Milwaukee Bucks all-time leading score. And... They handed him the ball, and there was no celebration on my man's face. 
Like, think about it. Like, you, you achieve certain accolades, and you're like, oh, this is dope. I, I mean, I got my first triple-double. Chicago Bulls history is like, yeah, we had lost like 20 games. It didn't matter. I got my first triple-double, right? Chicago Bulls history <laughs> since Michael Selfish. Jordan. Selfish. Yeah, but, but my man did not celebrate. It, there's some, he's an animal. There's something about him where he's always coming. And, and my thing is, even if you look up to the matchups, I'm not saying he's more skilled than KD because KD is one of the most skilled players I've ever seen. And I, KD is still – we're talking upper, upper echelon, but his dominance to me – is starting to equate to best in the world. Skill is a means to an end. His dominance. I I don't care how you get it done, just get it done, right? Skill is a means to an end. No one more skilled than KD. And in my view, that means he's still the best, not just because of the skill, but because the efficacy, the effectiveness of the skill. But you can make an argument, and you you could have made this argument last year after the finals, that Giannis is the number one player on earth, right? That the crown that LeBron used to hold undisputed for 10 years is now up for grabs, and you got Giannis ahead. You want to hear Giannis at the postgame presser, guys, on passing Kareem's franchise scoring record? Here's Giannis after the game. Did not know um, about it, but it's good. It's good because uh, I'm changing the narrative, you know? I'm not the, I don't want to be the guy only that dunks and runs. You know, I can, you know, make a, a three. But I want myself to stay humble. You know, I feel like the more humble I get and the more hungry I stay, the more things I can accomplish. You know, the more the more art I can create. Uh, playing basketball is a creating art. So, and the more I can prolong my my career. So I just got to keep staying humble, keep trying to make my, my teammates great, win games. And uh, good things like tonight going to happen. Do you remember, yeah, they, last, do you remember they, last year, Key, yeah. when my man didn't want to go to the free throw line? Well, he he did want to go to free throw line. He kept going, but people will count to 13, oh, yeah. 14, yeah. 15. It was a weakness in his game. Yeah. You don't see that this year. No, no. You see the way he was dancing on Andre Drummond at the end? Like, that kind of reminds you of KD to the degree. You're like, wait a second. You've added a step back three? You can well, you can shoot off the dribble now? This is where your game is the great to? thing. The great thing about great players, Jay, is that when you're a great player and you know that people don't, just like Giannis just mentioned, changing the narrative, that people don't respect your game and they don't respect your ability, what you do is you just go to go in the dark and you work on it quietly by yourself or whoever you're going to work with, and you come back and give them something more to hate on. And that's what he did. That's why he spoke on changing the narrative because it's in the back of his little mind that people don't respect his game, regardless if he's won MVPs, he's won a championship, regardless. They still don't respect his game. So he remains humble in just doing that and going out and forcing you to respect his game. Key Max, I want you guys to hear this and think about this for a second because it's going to resonate with you and everybody else. Giannis is a better player now than he was when he won his two MVPs. Yeah, for sure. Think yeah, about that. For like sure. that but not, it's not for sure. No, no, I'm saying we all agree. Like, I know, like, but like we, so many that, yeah. people, like you achieve an MVP and you you don't match that level that you were once at or you slightly drop off. It's hard. Like he is, he is exponentially a better is player. Is he? Listen, his numbers are right. The end success, team success is right there with Embiid and, and his numbers are right there with Jokic. It's really a three-horse race or it ought to be. Jokic wins the straw poll, right? And he's going to win. Oh, well, Embiid should win. Embiid. He just blocked Embiid literally at the end of the game to ice the game. He just got KD, put up better numbers in a win, right? Is he the MVP this year? 
Is it by the when all is said and done? Is he going to win this thing? Like I said to you before, I still have Jokic one. I have Giannis two. I have Embiid three. But the opportunities that Giannis is getting right now on this type of stage is starting to make Giannis trend towards number one. And it's not just the block on Embiid. It's the fact they had 40 and 16 in that game. He had 44 and 14 last night. They played the Clippers up next with Paul George coming back. Another massive game. A game against the Chicago Bulls. A game against the Boston Celtics. Big time DeRozan. prime games. DeRozan yeah, I, and I, Tatum. I got him. I got him as the MVP, Jay, because his team is going further than anybody else's that was on your list that, that Max just rattled off. Those other two and Embiid and, and Jokic, he's going further than them. And to me, that's what an MVP is all about. MVP, yeah, I guess it's regular season, whatever, the numbers and all this and that. His game is just it's a different it's different it's a different Man, I'm game with, i'm with key on this like I, I know it's a regular season award bottom line is now 10 out of 15 teams 20 out of 30 teams in the league are playing after the regular season you don't tell me an mvp is coming from a non-playoff team right or non-play-in team so now we're really talking about at it, who's gonna get who's gonna do what when the games really matter you mean during the playoffs and, and, yeah. and so it goes back me, to like you think the MVP should be a combination of I, both I do regular but season I want to say once Jay to me MB sometimes disappears and so does the Joker they kind of disappear here and there Giannis really doesn't disappear and asserts himself ever since they walled off against him in the playoffs when 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 Kawhi and them got him he has improved his outside shooting and his willingness to shoot from the outside. He has become a more complete player. And not only that, guys, you listen to the post-game sound. Is he the most likable? Like, is he the guy you'd want as your franchise player? Like, take all of sports in terms of who would you want to lead your franchise. Giannis is way up. If he's not at the top, man, he's close to it. Keyshawn. Wish he was in L.A. Yeah, man. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from above the Heineken Riverdeck at Pier 17. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in Sunday as the Bucks got one of those matchups, Jay. Luca and the Mavs. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. And speaking of DeMar DeRozan, he did something last night. It's kind of flying under the radar. But maybe it changes the way we look at the NBA moving forward. Dave Jacoby was on this just then. He brought it up yesterday, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. We're going to get into it. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Monday on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. 
With the Lakers in serious jeopardy of missing the playoffs, what changes does Magic Johnson want made this offseason? Plus, he'll preview college basketball's national championship. Don't miss Magic Johnson, Monday morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max at 9 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Magic. I mean, this dude. You know what? You know what actually goes under kind of told the 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 myth that goes under told and it really happened is will there ever be ever again in basketball history a 20-year-old point guard who entered that season at age 19 who's coming off a national title in college who jumps at center in the NBA finals his rookie year and wins the game giving you 42 15 and 7 it doesn't even sound like a real thing he did that <laughs> yeah crazy. probably not it'll probably no. never be never happen that again i it's mean it's hard crazy. to duplicate it's hard to duplicate greatness man you know that yeah this so is hard an, an american original man magic johnson they broke the mold tycoon man yeah and basketball and so much more crazy yeah yep. well he's coming up on monday morning here on Keyshawn, j will and max guys i was um Flipping channels between 2 and 3 p.m. And I came across this uh, Wonderful show on show. ESPN. Is it a new show? Now, or David it- Jacoby is relatively new. Da- David Jacoby of Jalen and Jacoby fame was on, and he was making a point, but I couldn't concentrate because the host sitting next to him was so handsome. I couldn't take my eyes off him. But then eventually I, I, I uh, paused it and rewound it, and I listened to what Jacoby had to say, and he was making an interesting point, guys. Now, we're going to get to that in a second. DeMar DeRozan dropped 50 last night, right? He's the 14th different player with 50 this season. Three balls going out of control. Ball-dominant scorers are, you know, they can get it done. He leads the NBA in points, right? Mm -hmm. So, and he's played 72 games, while LeBron James, who is the scoring leader, the way we measure scoring, right, scoring average, has only played 55 games. Trey Young entered last night. So, like, LeBron James, if he plays three more games and averages enough points, going to be the scoring champion, the way we call it, right, of this year. He's going to have the highest scoring average. But Trey Young entered last night with the most actual points. It's like in baseball, the difference between the batting average champ, who's called the hitting champ, and the guy who collects the most hits, who leads the league in hits. DeRozan passed Young. He dropped 50 points, and now Young is second. DeRozan is leading in points scored. So listen to Dave Jacoby of Jalen and Jacoby fame on this Justin yesterday on ESPN. What should the scoring title be? I want the person who scored the most points to be the scoring leader. So LeBron James can't just play in these games. He has to play in three of them in order to qualify. Somebody tells me he knows that. So he's going to pick and choose his competition. And he's nursing this ankle so he can't go out and score 14, 15 points and try to help the team win. See... I'm not mad at this, David Jacoby. I kind of agree with you. And first off, Key, I have to say something because everybody's like, oh, of course you're going to try to hate on LeBron James. You know, when he's 37 years old, going for a scoring title, you're going to try to diminish his greatness. I'm not doing that. All I'm saying is I look at the scoring title being who scored the most points. And I also want to reward durability, right? So I look at a guy like Trey Young who's played 71 games. 71 games. LeBron James has played 55. So we reward who plays more games when it comes to the MVP. Why wouldn't we do that to the scoring title? Am I Kate? wrong? No, I'm I'm just letting you letting Jay finish and 
Um, no, you're not wrong at all. That's the same way that I see it. I, I think that the guy who scores the most points, plays the most games, is the guy who gets the scoring title. I never even, to be honest with you, until our conversation yesterday, I never knew it was based on points per game versus total points. I never knew that. I'm thinking, oh, total points. It just it, it makes more sense than anything. I scored 2,000 points. I'm the scoring champion. You score 1,600, but you have a higher scoring average because you played less games than me. You get it. Doesn't doesn't make well, any I sense. Well, I mean, because in football, traditionally, what was the thing that was really looked at? It was really running back yards, right? Yards mm-hmm. from scrimmage or rushing yards. The champion has the most yards. We're not looking at the most per game. But we are looking at a per-game impact. Like, we are I, – I at least look. What was he getting per carry? What was he getting per game, right? Barry Sanders, you know, five-plus yards per carry back then. Oh, my God, that dude is the best. I think it's two separate titles. Like, I go to baseball. In baseball, there's the hits leader, and there's the, the guy who they call the batting champion has the highest batting average. He doesn't have the most hits. He has the highest is there, batting is there, average. Is there a minimum yeah, but that's amount different. of games yes. that qualify? Right? Yes. So we, that's, we have to, we, I don't know what that is in NBA. 58. So, oh, it's 58 in yeah. NBA? It's too low. Yeah. It's too it's low. It's way like, too low. To me, to me, the issue is just that is too low a bar to clear. I still like the way they do it. And by the way, it's two again, two separate awards. He has the most yeah, but total it's points. Not he has separate. the highest average. But see, it's not two separate, though. That's the problem. It's one. It should be, yeah. it should be like you said, in baseball, where you're the, 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 the uh, batting uh, champion based on average, but then you got the guys that hit. Yeah, like led a, the league in hits. Led the league in hits. That's a different award. So they should probably look at it that way. Would be I would be okay with that, but to give – LeBron James put him in that position because he's averaging 30 and he's only playing 50 games so far, 55 games so far when Trey Young is at 71, but he actually is the leader in points. It should go to him. Well, now with the game last night, DeMar DeRozan is actually the leader. Yeah, now now DeMar DeRozan last night. But he's played 72 games. So I I just want to reward durability. Mm. Because you do, like you said, Jay, you punish on the MVP side for guys that don't play enough games. You know that exactly. not only did Michael so we did, that, That's what we did with Embiid last year. Not only did Michael Jordan have the highest scoring average of anyone who ever lived don't when he ended this. his career. Don't start He this. played 82 <laughs> games every single season. Like, it, a bad season for Jordan was like 81 games. Like, oh, he missed the game. Look at that. Yeah, I 82, swear. 82, 82, 82. I swear I don't remember Jordan missing no games. But that's just me. <laughs> he didn't miss I one. just except don't. For, except for the year he retired yeah, and the that's year he legit. came back. And totally I, legit. I, I, get, yeah, I, I get that, yeah. Jay. Yeah. But I mean, like, he I went know, to play baseball. I know. He went it's to like poking Max because we always get into this Michael Jordan, LeBron James goat debate. Seth Greenberg is sitting in our Bristol studio listening to this conversation. He's going to preview the final four in 10 minutes, but coach wants to jump in. Seth, what do you think? Of course he does. Total points comes into career points. And when you're talking about career points, you can talk about total points. Who has the most career points? But in a season, Jay, well, let me ask you something. If you played in the NCAA tournament, right, you only, and you only you played 27 games and you averaged 25, 26, 27 points a game, which you actually did probably, all right, um, and someone else played 30 games but scored more points. 
Averaging 24, 23. Yeah, yeah. Averaging 24, in 23. What league? Just, in what conference? It, no, 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 no. It makes the wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, we're just talking about NCAA career points. I mean, in terms of season, you know, all-time leading scorer at, at, at points per game at uh, in that particular year. Who should get the award? The guy who scored more points. No, please Seth, stop it. Seth, please stop. Seth, it's points per game. It's Seth, your pro- in, uh, productivity. In, it's how effective you were in the number of games you played. Seth. At Duke in the single season, I scored 841 points. Now I I, I got I got I like the, that you knew exactly got, how yeah, many points you scored. Yeah, by because the way. nobody else has done it in Duke basketball history. Oh, score more points in a single him. season. Get so him, like, Jay. Like that's the scoring champ to me. Like that, that that so that like if somebody scores more points to me, how many points a game did you score that year? I think it was like 22. 22. But I uh, had a lot. Who's the all-time leader in terms of uh, average? At Duke. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If LeBron played 70 games and someone else played 82, so it's different 12 games. 12 games. Yeah, I'm just saying, I just don't like the, the fact that the bar is at 58. Like, the bar should be it's at too least low. Like I agree with 65 that, Coach. or 66. It should be. Jeez. And, look, I'm not trying to knock LeBron James from getting it. What he's doing is incredible. Let him have it this year. I'm Whatever we can do to add more to LeBron James' resume is a win for me because I believe he's a GOAT. It only helps me in my conversation my argument with Max. But I do believe, overall, it should be a higher threshold yes. that we should fight for. So a yes. guy that just absolutely plays on a horrendous team – uh, uh, losing a zillion games and basically is a volume scorer as opposed to maybe a guy that probably averages more points and is more efficient, that doesn't come into play. Or how about this, Coach? A guy who's on a great team who scores a ton and does it efficiently, but as the season's winding down, you're getting ready for the playoffs. Exactly. You don't, well, you're not going to play him 35 minutes a game. He should be penalized because he's so good. I agree with you, Maxie. I think I think what's going on, Coach, is that Key and Jay know what it takes for an athlete to be there every day, to show up, to play through injury, to play when like when other things are going on, and and want to reward that because the best ability is availability. Mm-hmm. So I understand from an athlete's point of view, or at least I think I do, I, where you're coming from, at least where you want to reward that. But there's a flip to that, which Coach is touching on. Where scoring average, and that's not even the best stat, right? But like, is more about what you can expect from that guy when you see him on the court that day, right? It's not just an accumulation. It's it's what you can expect when you see him in the game. But when you saw JJ Redick or you saw Jay Williams, you didn't look at JJ Redick and just say, "Oh, that guy's a better scorer," even though he did average single season twenty six point eight points per game his senior year. While Jay is a Junior and sophomore average 21, which is second in Duke history. But, like, when you looked at J.J. and Jay, you don't look at the two of them and see a different scorer. Do you, Max? Because I think, like, Jay could do it from games. Right, exactly. Jay did it differently. But, I mean, yeah, look, look, I would say that scoring is not even – scoring average is not even the best way to do it. You can do true shooting percentage and all that, and it gets funky, right? People aren't as familiar with those stats. But in terms of preserving some of the old-school stats that people do like, I think scoring average is what people are really asking. Totally but, I, but I agree with you, Jay. 58 games is too low a bar to clear. It should be higher. It should be – I would even say maybe – 65 or 68 That's what I said, 65 games. or 68. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. and Seth, my only thing is, you know, think about what the conversation was a year and a half ago. Or two years, it was about 
how many players are sitting out. Guys aren't really playing. Guys are taking off games. It was something no that people management. used against Kawhi Leonard. So my, if we're rewarding that, we rewarded Jokic last year because he barely missed games for his MVP. Like, that was part of the case. So why aren't we doing the same with the scoring title? Or, or, or even like he, I hear you talk about stats. There's a like, difference between MVP, a most outstanding player, and scoring title. Yeah, I, I, I hear key, like we talk about like yards per attempt, right, or yards per catch or stuff. Like we do like the rates as opposed to just the compiling because you can compile, and that means you're rugged. It means you're consistent. It means you're reliable. But it doesn't mean that you're as good sometimes as the dude who can do it at a higher rate key, even in the NFL. Well, but, it's in, in, in any sport, though. Stat, but the, the, filling up the stat sheet is, I mean, that's just empty stats. Guys do that all day long. I just like the fact that if you play more games, you should be rewarded for that. And, I, and I'm the biggest LeBron James dude in the around. You can't tell me nothing about LeBron, but in the end – you're only playing 55 games and somebody else is playing 71, 72, but your average is higher than theirs, but they got more points than you. The madness continues. Westwood One, NCAA Radio Network. <laughs> the Coach Game Farewell Tour has one more stop for a record 13 time under Mike Krzyzewski. The Blue Devils are going to the Final Four. This is ESPN Radio. Coach Seth Greenberg with us on Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. He is ESPN College Basketball Analyst, co-host of Bald Men on Campus podcast. Coach, what kind of bragging rights are at stake in this game? Duke, UNC, uh, J. Duke is an institution uh, very well known for in, in the college basketball circles. Where are they located geographically? Yeah. I don't <laughs> they're, they're, they're in the south, Jay. Oh. They're somewhere south of south. Mason-Dixon, yeah. Hmm. Um, what's going on, Coach? I'll tell you one thing. We're getting ready for the Final Four. Nothing better. But I got a question for you guys. Let's go, Seth! I got a question for you guys. Uh, You know, you talk about the Final Four, you talk about the best teams. Do you talk about the best players? Because if you look at the NBA draft boards and you eliminate eliminate Duke, that could have four first-round draft choices. There's only one other player in this Final Four that could go in the first round. Think about that. Mm. Wow. Has that always – I feel like that's always – not not going in the first round, but I feel like Duke has always had the best players when they've gotten to the finals, Final Four, Elite Eight. They've always had the best NBA prospects. You know, they've had the best NBA prospects because they obviously they recruit the best one-and-done players in the past. But think about this. I'm throwing, to, throwing another curveball. Look at the makeup of Villanova's team. Jermaine Samuels, you know how many minutes a game he played his freshman year? Three. He was the most outstanding player in his region in the NCAA tournament in his fifth year. Right? You look at Caleb Daniels. He wasn't even rated a top 300 player. He's going to start in the Final Four. Eric Dixon played about six minutes a game his freshman year. Brandon Slater played about three minutes a game his freshman year. Like, if you look at the makeup of these teams, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Remy Martin, fifth-year guy. Ochai Baji, fourth-year guy. David McCormick, fourth-year guy. Uh, Dwan Harris, hardly even recruited at a high level, like a top you know, 75 to 150 type guy. You look at the makeup of the teams in the NCAA tournament. North Carolina, Brady Manick, transfer, fifth-year guy. Coming out of the portal, a bunch of sophomores. Armando Baycott, a junior. This is the oldest Final Four I can remember. Seth. 
I want to bring it back to Duke, North Carolina very quickly. I don't believe this would tarnish his legacy at all. No. But it would give a lot of ammunition for people who would like to make the narrative that it would tarnish his legacy. But with losing to North Carolina for the second time, that actually North Carolina winning their last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium and then essentially you know, ending his career, do you feel like that would tarnish Coach K's legacy? No. Like, people, look, if you say Coach Who K, people are going to say the GOAT. If you say Coach K, you can talk about five national championships, three Olympic gold medals. This uh, Look, would it be disappointing? Sure, it would be disappointing. Uh, you think about you get beaten by your rival the last two times, but no, I mean, no. Coach K's legacy uh, will always remain the five national championships, the three gold medals, the agility that he showed in terms of changing with the times, uh, the ability to connect and motivate. I mean, that's that's to me. I mean, Jay, you played for him. Wouldn't you agree with that? I mean, I, that's why I said my statement beforehand, Seth. I, I don't – Key, I, I don't see it tarnishing his legacy, legacy at all. What I like for it to ele- – well, yeah, I think I it can elevate it, it to a, a slightly Ooh. degree. Uh, it just, puts him in Saban country because Saban's got six national getting champions. Getting six, yes. Getting six elevates it. I don't think it can tarnish it. No, if it, it look, he owns North Carolina anyway, right? I mean, like, uh, no, the rivalry. No, no, I'm talking about the state. I ain't even talking about the yeah, team. I'm the, just the saying geographical location. Yeah, geographically yeah. location. That's him. He owns know. that. I don't know about man. that. Man, I'm just trying I, to tell you, know, somebody you, who has a house in North Carolina, man. No, I'm saying he was still talking that. Dean Smith <laughs> all day. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Car- yeah. really, it's, Car- yeah. okay, it's Carolina, well, man. They. I, I don't school. believe. I don't believe it tarnishes anything. And, and Seth rattled off his accomplishments. The greatest college basketball coach in the history of college basketball that I've seen with my own eyes. But coach, I, coach minus John Wooden. I didn't or, see John Wooden with my own eyes though. <laughs> so I, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? You're a little bit older than me, Seth. So I didn't get a chance to watch him yeah. do his deal as a coach. I'm talking about since I started watching yeah, in the college modern era. Basketball. In the modern era. In the it's modern time era. Are you making sure. me? Are you making me like a caveman? No, I'm just saying. You <laughs> said John Wood. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think I was here yet. Your season. It's Seth. time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Coach, while I agree with you, it wouldn't tarnish his legacy. That's ridiculous, right? But it is interesting that if you said before the season, Coach K is going to get to the final four, you'd say that's a successful season. I know not by Duke's standards, your standards, Jay. No, but no, most success. people say that's a success. But the fact that it's against UNC, it's not an issue of tarnishing legacy, but now more is at stake. Now suddenly getting to the Final Four doesn't feel good enough because it's UNC that could retire the dude, right? Like, that does raise the stakes. I got a question for you guys. Jay Will, you think this is a game either team want to play? You think the Duke wanted to see North Carolina in the Final Four, or do you I- think they'd much rather see any of the Kansas or Villanova? The same way I think the Milwaukee Bucks want to get the number one seed in the East and see a Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets because they want that battle. Me as a former Duke player, I want this battle. I've wanted it since the day we lost to them, and there's been a me and me calling a damn timeout because it's a, it's a redemption opportunity for them because that was an event, and I feel like they kind of took our souls in that moment. So having the biggest platform, the biggest stage to go against your rival, I'm not running away from that one bit. Well, I run you're, towards you're, it. You're, you're feeding right into me, Jay Will, because you know what? Now this thing comes back about Coach K and that last game and not the Final Four. The NCAA tournament's been all about the Final Four. It's all been about the team, the team, the team. Now all of a sudden, I know Coach K is all about creating causes, obviously. It's personal. Human nature, it's personal. 
But all of a sudden now, this game becomes even bigger because it's about redemption. That works one of two ways. You know that. I mean, it, it, it either motivates you or it suffocates you. That's fine. Pressure, yeah. is oppor- pressure reveals opportunities, Seth. Seth, That's UNC, all you can ask for. UNC is signing up for this. UNC wants this. And they want it for two reasons. They believe they can beat Duke again because they've already took care of that, what, a month ago? And on top of that, they would like to send out <laughs> Coach K a different way than what Duke wants to send him out, you know? So they signed he's up like for it. Cynical. He's like, he, he's yeah. like, he's like, he's like, no, they, 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 you think about it. If I'm UNC, I know I can beat you because I just did it. I'm not afraid of you. New game. And on top of that. New game, though. No, no, but it doesn't. But I don't go in there thinking that psychologically. Psychologically, I just took care of business against you on your home court. Yes, neutral site now. I get it. All that. But I have the confidence that I can go do it a second time. And on top of that, my motivation is to send your coach out a loser. Well, that's your motivation. and you know, It's got to be bigger than that. Here, here's the thing. Different game right now. You talk about this game. Jeremy Roach, R.J. Davis, I think if you want to watch one matchup, watch that matchup. Because how Duke deals with that middle ball screen, you know, after seeing it and getting torched by it that last game, Jay Will, mm-hmm. all right? Now, right now, they've been downing all their ball screens in the NCAA tournament, doing a really good job, actually, their ball screen defense. I'm interested to see how they do that. I've got a, a tape I'm going to do on our game day show prior to the Final Four basically showing how R.J. Davis owned the game and the tempo of the game coming off that screen, making plays. That's what they got to clear, clean up. If they don't clean that up, they're gonna be, there's going to be a, a world of problem for Duke. If they clean that up, Duke's going to win by six, eight points. Coach, quickly, bottom line it for me. Monday night, national championship, who's it going to be between? Duke and Kansas. Uh, do, uh, Kansas's defense in the NCAA tournament has been absolutely terrific. They're actually guarding the ball, and it's not just Jim, Remy Martin. No one talks about Christian Brown. Christian Brown's averaging 16 points a game in the NCAA tournament, eight rebounds, and 3.5 assists. That's pretty good. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. All right, Seth. How much is a new quarterback worth in wins? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 
Over or under? You heard the voice of God, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Time for over-under. Evan. All right, let's start with the Saints. They have uh, Jameis Winston back in the fold. Key, over-under, seven and a half wins for the New Orleans Saints. I, I, I would say over. Not just Jameis Winston, Winston back in the fold. Michael Thomas will be healthy, ready to go, rock and roll. You got Alvin Kamara. You, you pretty much have the staple back together, and I, I look for him to be over. Key, is there any insight you could provide the show and our listeners with Michael Thomas coming back this year? Oh, he's healthy. He'll be – he's healthy. He's excited to come back. I can tell you that. I like the over with the Saints, Jay. I like the over, too. I, yeah, like <laughs> Jameis. Yo, Key is straight up a G. He is yeah. so politically sharp all the time when it comes to his family. I respect Key. I'm oh. Keyshawn Johnson, and I officially approve this message. <laughs> you don't get to be the 24th greatest receiver in the history of college football for nothing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead my Evan. man alone. He's not 24th. I, I read a list. It must be true. It was on the internet, Jay. Who made the list? The, for the, uh, who who cares? made the list? It was on the internet, and everything Let's on see. the internet what? is true, obviously. Who makes the list matters, Key? Ooh, will Bill Belichick have a 500 record or better? Eight and a half wins for the Patriots at Caesars Sportsbook, Key, over or under? I think it's over. I think that they'll get to a 10-win mark, um, you know, backdoor into that bottom seed into the playoffs. But I think, look, here, here's what you got to remember. He's retooled that football team. He's going to draft well again. Pressure's on him. You know, Robert Kraft, Mr. Kraft came out to a point and said, hey, you know, pressure's on Bill. Without saying the pressure's on Bill. Mac Jones in his second year, they do lose Josh McDaniels, but Bill Belichick is still on the sideline, man. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones having another year under his belt, went to the Pro Bowl last year. I mean, the the kid did a phenomenal job, and Bill Belichick is one of the, the greatest coach of all time. So I'll take the over. You know, I can't keep saying the over. I know if you, you can't go over the whole time because then you get uh, the lopsided, like you get more wins than are possible in the NFL. I'm taking the over, though, here. I, I think the Patriots will be over 500. I got to take the over. How about the Broncos? How many wins is Russell Wilson worth? They got him at 10, even 10. Over under 10 wins for Russell Wilson and the Broncos, Keith? I think they're under. I don't value the Denver Broncos nearly the way others do. I, I like Russell Wilson. I, I understand that Russ is Russ, and he wants to cook and do all of that sort of stuff. But I'm along with the Richard Sherman. It, you know, when you look at Russell Wilson in what they did in Seattle and early in his career, that was about defense. When they turned the keys completely over to him, it didn't go as well as they thought. That's one of the reasons he's in Denver. Key, the, these highlights look good, though. They do. I mean, they, I, I thought he threw Max, it over I'm the trees. I'm always taking the bait. I'm taking the yeah. cheese. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have to go under, though, yep. just because that division is brutal. If they were in any other division, yes. I'd say 10 wins is right. I would say push. I'm going under because it's the AFC West. They got to play six games against that monster division. I, I'm going to go under. I'm glad you said AFC West. Let's move through all of their teams here. Let's start with the Chiefs over under 10 and a half. James is listening. Yeah, it's It's over. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, Eric B. and me. You know, as long as they don't let Matt Nagy call the plays, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> Shots fired. I'll go with the over, but I think barely. I, th- I think 11, and I think that wins the division. 
I'm going the over. I, I just like show me when Pat. Just wake me up when Patrick Mahomes fails to to get to the AFC Championship game, which never has happened so far. I got to take the over. Lost a lot of pieces. The Raiders eight and a half over under. Key. I think they're over. I I, I do. They retooled. They went out and got Devontae Adams to go along with Carr. They got Chandler Jones from Arizona to shore up the defense. They've got to do a better job on the back end and the secondary, whether it's in free agency. These guys pan out or through the draft, but I do have them over eight wins. I'm going to go under. I think the Raiders come in fourth place in the division when it's all said and done. Evan, I know you're not high on Russell Wilson and the Broncos. I know that's your thing, but I'm going to take the Raiders to finish last in that division. This reminds me so much of the NFC West from last year. I literally believe this to be literally true, okay? Any one of these teams could come in fourth in the division or win the Super Bowl. That's how I feel about it. I'm going to take the over barely. I think nine wins is right. I'm taking the over. You're right. The only thing high about the Broncos and Russell Wilson is the altitude. Chargers over under 10 wins. You know, the Chargers will be interesting here. You you got them at 10. I'm going to say under. I'm going to put them under. I, I think we're putting a lot on Khalil Mack. We're putting a lot on Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They're certainly going to make a strong push, but I don't believe in Brandon Staley right now. I know we like him to come on the show and have conversations with him, but he made too many mistakes down the line in certain situations going forward. Analytics, all those sort of things. I think it comes back to bite him again this year. Who likes analytics? Analytics in football. Me. Me. I'll go push. I love, love I'll go push. I, I think it's I'm right going. about right for where the Chargers will be. I'm going push. They had nine wins last year. Tremendous pressure on Justin Herbert to at least make the playoffs. I'm going to say double digits on the nose. All right, let's go rapid fire here. Key Cardinals over under nine. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. I I think that the whole offseason shenanigans that's been taking place with Kyler Murray, they just don't, for whatever reason, they just don't get it together. All right, Jay, over under 10 wins for the 49ers. Ah, I'll I'll go under. I'm going to go under. I, 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 this whole Jimmy G surgery, how he comes off that Trey Lance, I know what he can be, but I, I don't know if I see it. Max, over under 10 and a half Cowboys. Over regular season games, whatever. They might win 11, 12 games, and then they'll fall flat in the playoffs. It's the Cowboys, man. Such a giant. Over under Bron- uh, Buccaneers, 11 and a half. Last one, Key. Over. I think the Buccaneers go over Tom Brady, magical Todd Bowles, big time. Let's go. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, we got so much more coming up. Wait till you hear what the Yankees GM said. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C 
ebikes.com.